It is Wednesday the 11th of March and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, Donald Trump's plan for pulling the US troops out of Afghanistan. A key campaign pledge four years ago nearly was to get the troops out of Afghanistan and that is what he's doing bluntly come what may. Also some encouraging news for London's fashion industry and how Canada is working to protect civilian airlines flying over conflict zones. I am Marcus Hippie in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. The United States has begun withdrawing some of its troops from Afghanistan as part of a deal with the Taliban. The US agreed to reduce the numbers of soldiers from about 12,000 to 9,000 within 135 days of signing the agreement. The move was a condition of the historic peace deal with the Taliban. Here is Paul Rogers, Professor of Peace Studies at Bradford University, explaining why the US troops are leaving in a very risky time. The Taliban control a fair bit of rural Afghanistan, anything up to a third, possibly even more. You have all the difficulties within the Afghan government between basically President Ghani and Abdullah Abdullah, who was the chief executive who claims also to won the election. And you have basically the Taliban in a position, if they choose, uh, to take over even more territory relatively quickly. The bottom line here is that the United States under Trump has done this deal very much with an eye to the re-election campaign leading up to November. And I think we have to see that domestic politics is the lead factor in this. And he wants to be able to say that he's withdrawn troops. This is already happening in a way in that we've had the announcement that troops are already being withdrawn. What's actually happening is that there's a regular handover of one troop to another, but there isn't another group coming in. So in other words, it's not something that is suddenly happening. It's just withdrawing routinely some of the people who've been there a year, but not replacing them. The end result of that will be that over the next hundred or so days, the plan is to reduce the numbers from about 13,000 to about 8,500. And then if peace does ensue uh, over the next 13 or 14 months, then most of the American troops will be withdrawn. So it's a fairly slow process, but basically Trump has made it absolutely clear that the Americans are essentially getting out of Afghanistan as far as regular troop deployments are concerned. What Trump has made clear, remarks which were made at a Fox News town hall in Scranton, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, he basically said, well, it may well be that the Taliban will take control of the country, but the Afghans have essentially got to look after their own security. We've been doing it for the best part of 20 years and now we're coming home. So in Trump's own way, he is quite blunt about this. If it turns out that the Taliban eventually take control of the country, well, that is something which the Afghans will have to face and sort out for themselves. The Americans under Trump are withdrawing. It's a question of basically declaring victory, declaring peace and withdrawing, but it's peace as Trump sees it, not as probably the rest of the world will see it. A key campaign pledge four years ago nearly was to get the troops out of Afghanistan, and that is what he's doing bluntly, come what may. Well, the curious thing here is the Taliban probably will keep their promises at least through until November or December because, in a sense, they don't want to upset the upper card by making things difficult for Trump to get re-elected. They probably believe that they are in a position of strength which they can choose to use more or less whenever they want. But at the same time, if, for example, you were to get a Democrat in the White House, say Biden, in, in November, 
then it is by no means certain that the Americans would continue withdrawing, particularly if violence had erupted before then. So I think essentially we're going to see a pause in what they crudely and horribly call the fighting season this year, and the Afghan Taliban will basically play it fairly carefully rather than going full tilt as the Americans withdraw for continued action and maybe even any attempt to take the government. I would suggest that is more likely at about a year's time, maybe 18 months' time, if and when Trump is being re-elected. And on that basis, there may be a pause now, which may be, I'm afraid, a false dawn, although it would be at least welcome in the short term. And it is just possible that it might build onto something more, because, of course, although the Americans are withdrawing, they will keep the ability to intervene in Afghanistan from neighboring countries. And you can be sure there will be a lot of private military contractors and indeed CIA operatives still in the country. Their purpose may be primarily to prevent the re-emergence of ISIS, Al-Qaeda and the rest, but also they would be available for other purposes if need be. Paul Rogers joining us here on Monocle 24. Then some encouraging news for London's fashion sector. Do the names Nicholas Daly, Chopova Luena or Tomu Kozumi ring any bells? If not, chances are they soon will. The shortlist for the LVMH Prize, one of the biggest awards in fashion, has been announced and these three young talents are among the eight finalists. The prize, the brainchild of LVMH Executive Vice President Delphine Arnaud, is open to any designer under the age of 40 who has completed two or more collections. The winner, to be announced in June, receives €300,000 plus a year of mentorship from the French luxury conglomerate and its network of aficionados, a major boost to any young brand. Although this year's finalists vary greatly in their design aesthetic, from Kozumi's organza confections to Daly's workwear-influenced pieces, five of them are based in London. This, in itself, represents a heartening win for the UK capital, whose status as a hub of youthful creativity is under threat in a post-Brexit era. And finally, elsewhere on today's agenda, Russian President Vladimir Putin has backed a proposal to reset his term limits as part of sweeping constitutional changes. Lawmakers in the Kremlin-controlled state Duma are considering a proposal submitted this week to basically allow resetting to zero the number of presidential terms. The move could potentially allow the Russian president to remain in office until at least 2036. The former Soviet yet KGB officer has been in power for 20 years. Canada is to lead a multilateral effort known as the Safer Skies Initiative to better protect civilian airlines flying over conflict zones. Announced by Canadian Transport Minister Mark Garneau following a US aviation summit last week, it is a response to the Ukrainian International Airlines flight that was mistakenly shot down by Iran in January. The aim is to establish a set of shared practices that will improve communication and information sharing between 
European Aviation Agencies and Airlines to assess the risks of flying over conflict zones and, if needed, how to avoid them. And the edge, a viewing deck 345 meters above the asphalt, billed as the highest in the Western Hemisphere, opens to the public in New York today. A triangular-shaped deck jutting out of one of Hudson Yard's skyscrapers, with views of the Hudson River and a flank of Manhattan, it is hoped that the chance to sip champagne and take in the Big Apple will generate more positive reactions than the original unveiling of the shopping and retail district a year ago. Jason Hawking, VP of Hudson Yard's experiences, tells Monocle he hopes the edge will create lasting memories that people want to share. Translation coming to an Instagram account near you soon. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I am Markus Hippi. The Monocle Minute returns on Thursday.